before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. This episode of the Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by Just Play. I'm sure most of you have heard of Just Play, but if you haven't, Just Play is it. It is the absolute best playbook tool out there. My favorite part about the Just Play diagram tool is that I can zoom in and get super detailed with our blocking and protection schemes. I can then save those schemes as favorites to use over and over again. Seriously, coaches, Just Play is a must-have for all head coaches, coordinators, and line coaches. Just Play has a new and exclusive offer for Hog Football Podcast listeners. Get My Just Play Pro for only $99. That's $81 off the normal price. Get this deal at JustPlaySolutions.com slash HogFB. The best playbook tool on the market at JustPlaySolutions.com slash HogFB. Don't wait, guys. This offer won't last. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Hey guys, so today I have got with me uh, a very special guest. I am super excited to, to have this gentleman on. Um, he is a uh, NFL Man of the Year, a nine-time All-Pro player, 11-time Pro Bowler, uh, member of the NFL 75th anniversary team, NFL 100th anniversary team, uh, recently named the Cincinnati Bengals Ring of Honor and NFL Hall of Famer, Mr. Anthony Munoz. Uh, Mr. Munoz, Thank you for coming on today. I'm super excited to talk to you and, and hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, Tony. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to chatting a little bit. Yes, yes. This is this is truly an honor for me. You know, uh, somebody who's grown up uh, watching the NFL and 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 paying attention to offensive linemen everywhere uh, to get a chance to talk to you. This is this is an amazing opportunity. So again, thank you. Uh, oh, you're welcome. You're so welcome. So you know, first question. Uh, you, you played at USC, you played for the Bengals, obviously your entire career had a, were, were a member of a ton of great teams. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how the offensive line played a role in those really successful teams. Well, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned college and, uh, and I was fortunate enough to, to attend the University of Southern California back in the day when, uh, you know, uh, of course, younger people think of USC, they think of the Pete Carroll days, but you know, Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, but I was there with the John Robinson days just after John McKay with mm -hmm. the Marcus Allen, Ronnie Lott, Charles White, uh, those type of players. And, uh, you know, offensive line play was a big, big part of that. We had, uh, I had a chance to block, uh, you know, in my limited time, although I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in college injured. I did uh, see some time playing with two Heisman Trophy winners, Marcus Allen, uh, who won it after we left. He was our fullback, but Charles White won it our junior year. And, uh, offensive line play was, uh, you know, back at USC and even now, uh, you know, up until the last several years, USC turned out the offensive linemen. Yep. Uh, we had a coach at USC, Hudson Houck, who was really on the cutting edge uh, with what he was teaching me and a lot of other guys that went in the NFL. We were using our hands. We were, uh, even though we ran the ball quite a bit, pass blocking technique was a big part of our, our, our learning there at USC. So when I got to the Bengals, you know, after uh, learning four years under uh, Hudson Howe, who ended up actually coaching over 30 years in the NFL after he left USC, did a phenomenal job, you know, with guys like Larry Allen and Jackie Slater and those type of guys with the Rams and the Cowboys. 
Um, yeah, I went to uh, went to Cincinnati and had Jim McNally as my line coach. He mm-hmm. uh, he entered the NFL my rookie year, uh, so we entered together. I played all 13 years for Jim McNally and just a phenomenal technician, a great strategist. So I was fortunate with two. I mean, that's all I had was two offensive line coaches in all my years of college wow. and pro football. Uh, so you can imagine, I mean, you know, just all the learning I learned taken over in the NFL from all the hand stuff and footwork I learned in college. And then Jim McNally just took us to another level. And to me, that was the big thing was technique, technique, technique. There was times we'd win a football game, but we didn't have the, the right technique all the sure. time. And we'd, we'd walk out of our meeting on Monday, just, okay, did we win the game or did we lose the game? <laughs> but that, you know, that really allowed us to perform at the highest level. And I played with some great guys in Cincinnati you know, Dave Lapham was my left guard for my first four years and guys like Max Montoya and, you know, uh, Bruce Kazurski, Bruce Reimers, Mike Wilson, Blair Bush, of course, Dave Remington, uh, you know, so we had some great offensive linemen uh, that, you know, they weren't all high draft picks. I mean, uh, right. you know, I was one of the highest as a first round pick, but Jim McNally could take the guys and just develop them with great technique. So, uh, you know, in Cincinnati, we had guys like, when I first got there, Archie Griffin, Pete Johnson, then Icky Woods and James Brooks. And, you know, there was a stretch there where we were averaging five yards a run, you know, during the season for three, four years and had a chance to go to two Super Bowls. So, you know, with the offensive line, that gave us a chance to to do a lot with guys like Kenny Anderson at quarterback and Boomer Esiason. And, of course, not only the running game, but then the play action you know, passing game was just phenomenal because of our ability to run the football. So I was blessed. I was fortunate to play with great, great offensive linemen. And like I said, I can't emphasize enough that the the opportunity to play for two, I'd say pretty good offensive line coaches yeah. that when it's all said and done, not only uh, they coach in college, but they'll, they'll be considered two of the best uh, all time to coach in the NFL with Hudson Howe. And of course, my whole career, Jim McNally, 13 years, who's just a phenomenal, phenomenal line coach. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's, I still see him out kicking it on Facebook, doing, doing his clubs <laughs> and doing all that stuff. So that's, that's pretty awesome for him. Um, yeah. You know, you kind of talked about it a little bit. You, you came to the league in 80. Um, you left the league in, in 93, I think. Over that time, and again, you sort of alluded to it, but over that time, how did you see the off, the position of offensive line change? You know, you kind of talked about you were starting to use your hands and, and feet more, but how else did you see that position? Just not, not only for yourself, but for the entire NFL, how, how much did you see that position change uh, in that time frame? And, and, and truthfully, uh, what have you noticed now after, you know, after you've, you've been done playing in the league, how, how much have you noticed it change or, or even not change in, in that time yeah. frame since? Well, Tony, there's been some changes, but I think for the most part, uh, pretty constant in what you have to do as an offensive lineman. Of course, I got into the league in 1980 and I was close to 300 pounds and people looked at me like I was some kind of freak because yeah, I was right. so big. Uh, so I'd say the size of offensive linemen, uh, the, the evolution from 1980 when I got in the league, I think the next biggest guy was probably 265, 270, maybe 275. And then about four, five, six years into my career, all of a sudden we had linemen that were 315 you know, close to 320. Uh, so I think that's been the biggest thing. It's just the size of the offensive lineman uh, and, you know, the athleticism, the strength, of course, all that. But the one thing that's still, like I said, is still a constant is that regardless to how big and strong and how athletic, 
you still need excellent technique as an offensive lineman, you know, because, you know, the defensive linemen aren't staying the same. I mean, you know, they're, right. they might not be getting as big, but they're getting a lot faster. So <laughs> technique, tech, you know, you got a defensive lineman who's 265, 270, maybe 270, and he's running, you know, he's running down running backs. Right. He's as fast as running backs. So, you know, the technique still plays a big, big part again. Like I said, not that I want to emphasize you can be big and strong and quick, but you still need excellent uh, technique. So I'd say that's probably the thing that stayed constant. But, of course, you know, you look at the size of a lot of these guys and their ability to move the way they do is pretty impressive as offensive linemen. Uh, but uh, like I tell people, I take a group of five that might not be as athletic uh, as some, but if they work together with great technique and work as a unit, I think that's going to override, you know, guys that uh, try to do it individually. So, um, yeah, so, I, you know, I still love watching offensive line. And and like I said, the main thing I I watch now is uh, I'm not one that's really has not been enamored by size and strength as much as I am technique, because to me, that's what got me through. And that's uh, I had the size and strength, but I also had a great technician for a line coach. So that's what I love to watch these days is, you know, what, what guys are, you know, what coaches are teaching excellent technique and what guys are able to implement it during a game. Right. It's, and it's funny you say that because it's, it's kind of, you know, you as a former, obviously one of the all-time greats and, and, and kind of O-line coaches and, and guys that play the position, you can, you can watch the position a little bit differently than somebody else. You know, you, you know what you're looking for more so than, than the, 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 the casual fan or, or, you know, say a running back guy or something like that. Yeah. You, you know, we know kind of those little tiny bits and pieces that we're looking to see and, and uh, to find on, uh, especially for the offensive line. So that's, that's cool that you're still kind of watching. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're right there. And you know, the funny thing about it too, is that, you know, things evolve, uh, but also terminology evolves. Cause you know, I've been able, I still work with guys. I've done a camp. I did a, we have an Academy at the hall of fame with guys who are you know, looking to, to get in the NFL you get some younger coaches and, you know, they're teaching stuff and it's like, well, here we got some new stuff. And I don't say a whole lot. I just kind of chuckle because, yeah, you might have some new stuff. Basically, it's rename recycled stuff right. is what you're talking about, right. you know, and, and they'll say, well, you didn't do this. I said, no, we did a lot of that when I was playing. It's just named differently. So right. I think a lot of the perception is, you know, things are new and fresh, but no, it's it's all a lot. You know, the, the Jim McNally's, the Howard Mudd's, uh, you know, the Alex Gibbs and the Joe Bugles. I mean, they were teaching a lot of the stuff that's teaching now. It's just, uh, you know, it's just terminology different. And sure, you tweak things and you do your own little twist to it. But uh, that's the great thing of still being able to work with guys now, you know, 20, what, 27, 28 years after I've retired, I can still take young men and teach them what they're being taught now. There's a few right. tweaks, but, and it still, it still works. So, uh, yeah, I, I watch and I just kind of chuckle because, especially announcers, you know, they, they, they talk to the line coaches now and they say, well, here's some new and, you know, new stuff. And I just kind of chuckle and say, well, you know, Howard Mudd, Jim McNally, Joe right. Beagle, <laughs> those guys would be chuckling too. Cause you know, there's all this new stuff and, you know, the outside zone, the stretch and this and that, you know, it's like, you know, they, they think it's this, you know, they, they found something new, but it's, it's been around. Right. They just, they, they found a new buzzword to use is all it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, t- and, and talking about Coach McNally a little bit, uh, you know, I've I've heard stories, I've seen some some things, and and just you know, I don't know what the the truth of the matter is, but <laughs> how much how much did he how much did he let you 
become Anthony Munoz? Uh, you know, how much did he sort of let you play with play with what you were yeah. doing, play with your stance, play with your technique? How open was he to you kind of having your own ideas? Um, and, 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 you know, what, how did he, how did he push that? That's, that's the great thing about Jim McNally. So first of all, Jim McNally made it known. He said, I don't want to be a coordinator. I don't want to be a head coach. I just want to be the best line coach to make my linemen the best linemen they can possibly be. Mm-hmm. So here's a guy that, you know, a couple things. We would look at other lines as in video, you know, as we're watching tape, we would take bits and pieces. And, you know, his ego wasn't so big that he, it was my way or the highway. I mean, he had his stuff, don't get me wrong. But we try to, you know, it's kind of like you, you're baking, you're putting some stuff or you're cooking. You right. add a spice here, a spice there, and then it's become better. Uh, and then eventually he gave gave me the ability to, okay, whatever I trusted. So we had a bunch of pass sets. We had a bunch of stuff. That he wanted, like, let's say I was playing somebody and I had four or five pass sets. Wednesday pre, you know, installation, he said, okay, what are you going to use this week? He would give me the freedom to work all week on what I felt would be. And as a team, we would work, okay, here's the, their best moves. Here's what might work best. What do you feel comfortable with? So he would give me the freedom to do that. He would give me the freedom. We mess with our stances, you know, close to the guard, wide split, uh, mm-hmm. you know, split, tight split, on the ball, off the ball, semi. So he allowed me the freedom to do that throughout a game. There might be a time where I'd be in an upstance and people think, pass, 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 and I'd run block. Right. You know, and vice versa. I might be up on a pass, you know, 70% of the time and the same thing with run. So we we really worked a lot to really keep – it was all about strategy, making that defensive lineman think about, you know, because they think they know, okay, he's got pressure on his hand, he's going to run, he's going to choose. So we really worked on a balanced stance, not a lot of pressure on the hand, so we could run block and pass block. They couldn't see the hand and say, you know, a lot of pressure on the hand, they're going to run block. So that was the thing that he – and, you know, he would just say, trust it, work on it all week, and then be ready to use it. So, yeah, he gave us the freedom to do that, what we felt comfortable. And he knew that maybe physically I wasn't the same as the next guy. So my stance could have been maybe a little narrower, maybe a mm-hmm. little wider than the next guy. He wanted each individual to do what was comfortable and would allow them to perform at the highest level. Right. That's, and that's, I mean, you look at it, that's what great coaches do. They, yeah. they give their guys some tools, but they let them perform um, yep. and don't try to mess with, <laughs> don't try to mess with things yeah. too much. Exactly. I mean, but enough to work, you know, but we knew we had the respect that, I mean, the guy was just a workaholic. He was always watching tape to improve technique. So whatever sure. he had, we knew we had to work on it because we knew it was going to improve us. But at the same time, we would kind of, you know, like I said, tweak things, look at other linemen. We had a, we had a technique that was called the Slater technique. We took it from Jackie <laughs> Slater. So, I mean, that speaks volumes of a coach who will allow us to take things from other players, incorporate yes. them, uh, you know, and it's, cause it's not like it's totally secret. That's what I was impressed. He was always talking to Howard Mudd about different things. You know, people talk about the zone blocking scheme. And of course the first guy that they talk about is Alex Gibbs. Why? Because they won two Super Bowls. Well, Zone blocking scheme was in the early '80s with Howard Mudd and Jim McNally. Right. And that was way before the late '90s when the when the you know Broncos won their uh, championship. So yeah, yeah. So it, it's one of those things where you know they're always talking. Even though, hey, you think about it, the Browns and the Bengals were in the same division. I mean, so you got two line coaches that are in the same division that aren't. You know, it doesn't bother them 
to share information because all their goal is to make their linemen better. Right. That, that, yeah, that, that's awesome. I think, and I think that's a little bit of a testament too to offensive line coaches. We are, uh, yep, yep. we're, I mean, the position itself obviously is great, but but offensive line coaches are so open and so, you know, willing to willing to share knowledge that it's it's you know the best profession in the world, in my opinion. Yep, yeah. exactly. So, last question I've got for you, um, and, and this is I've been looking forward to this one. Hopefully, I don't don't stump you a little bit, but. Something I ask everybody is, is if you could build a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you played with or guys maybe that you were just a fan of or are still a fan of, who would be uh -huh. on that five-man offensive line? Wow, five-man. That's, that's a tough one. But and there's guys that, um, that I, I wish I would have met that I never had a chance to meet. Um, so I would say um, I'm going to have to go with the center, probably be Mike Webster. Okay. Um, that's, I mean, that's a tough one because there's a lot of great centers. There are, yeah. Uh, there's a guy that I never met, never played against, never watched play. But what I've heard, he played guard and tackle. And uh, is Jim Parker would have to be one guard. Um, man, doggone it. This is <laughs> – because um, no honorable mentions, just five, huh? <laughs> You can, you can, Hey, I tell you what, you're the, yeah, you're the first yeah. Hall of Famer I've had. So you are allowed an honorable mention. That's you. I, I will give you that. Okay. Let's, let's go with, um, I'm going to pick, I'm what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick two centers and I'm going to pick okay. four guards and four tackles. I'm going to go probably Dwight Stevenson and Mike Webster. I'm going to go, okay. I'm, I'm going to go Jim Parker, Bruce Matthews. Um, probably John Hoghanna. And, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and let's see who's going to be my fourth guard. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm just going to go with. Uh, I'm just going to go with three guards, and then tackles are going to okay. be. My tackles are probably going to be Forrest Gregg. Um, Forrest Gregg, probably Jonathan Ogden. Yep. And I might have to go. Wow. I might have to go Willie Rowe. Oh, that's a that's another good one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I mean, can, it's tough. That is yeah, tough. I can, tough. I can tell you that I've done this. I've done this quite a bit, and and that your name is mentioned up there with the tackles, obviously. So um, a, a lot of guys, a lot of guys. If you if you go back and listen to some of the other ones, your name's probably mentioned. I would say more than half the time as, as one of those guys. So uh, to, to hear the Hall of Famers choice is, is pretty awesome for me. Well, thank you. That's, it's a tough one. I mean, because, you, know, you know, Walter Jones is another guy and yeah. Billy Rope. And, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing that, uh, you know, the guys that uh, – and there's different styles. Because you look at a Hog Hanna compared to a Bruce Matthews. I mean, Bruce was all pro at, what, center guard and tackle. Sure. But I'd put him at, I'd put him at guard. Uh, you know, Hog Hannah, probably, I mean, the guy was just one of the most powerful guys. Larry Allen is another guy, you yep. know, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, so, you know, tackle Jackie Slater. I mean, there's, you know, the amazing thing is, and I tell people from probably 75 to 90, early nineties, I can probably name 12 to 15 tackles that are, are just, you know, no question. I mean, you know, but uh, so it's, Especially in my era, I mean, I thought there was just, you know, you, you look at guys like Zimmerman and Slater and mm -hmm. those type of guys, and, you know, Richmond Webb's another guy, you know. Oh, you yeah. Know, and so, you know, so it's like, 
Wow. And then guy that doesn't, you know, he's still, I, I think he's going to be in the hall of fame, but one of the guys that I, I really believe watching him because I, I had a chance to broadcast several games of him uh, is Tony Baselli with the you know, Jaguars. He didn't have the, you know, the long career like a lot of these guys. And, and right. I really believe eventually he'll get in the hall because he was, he was one of the best to play. The guy was, you know, physically, technically nasty. I mean, not to mention his size was six, seven, three thirty, right. You know, three thirty-five. But yeah, that's fun. It's always fun to, you know, to do that. And, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's a great question. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, before we get you out of here, uh, so I, I normally ask coaches, because this is obviously uh, normally a podcast for coaches, uh, to uh-huh. drop, drop their Twitter handle. Um, so if you've got a Twitter handle, uh, drop it. And then any other information you want the listeners to know about. Yeah, my Twitter handle is at uh, Munoz. Uh, at Anthony Munoz, H-O-F. And then also, uh, I love to, to throw my uh, MunozFoundation.org to see what people are doing, see what we're doing with our foundation. This is our 20th year, um, you know, celebrating uh, impacting kids in the greater Cincinnati area. So at Anthony Munoz, H-O-F, Twitter handle, and MunozFoundation.org, my awesome. foundation. Well, well, thank you again for coming on and talking with me this morning. Um, I, you know, I appreciate it. 1000%. This was a, All right. a treat for me. So um, I, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, hopefully looking forward to, to talking with you down the road, some more football and, and best of luck with you with everything going on. Same here, Tony. Thank you. And appreciate it. Good talking to you. All right. Have a great day. Uh, okay. Doke. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.